Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. Hello, hello, my friends. Happy Tuesday. Welcome back to the What Fulfills You podcast, or per usual, welcome if you are brand new to the show. On today's episode, as you can probably tell by the title, I am diving into my weekly habits to pretty much more or less optimize my life, or what I really mean is how I maintain clarity and try my very best to stay out of getting into a rut, although... I get into those a couple times a week. I'm just kidding. No, I don't. But I mean, actually, I don't know. Sometimes I do. It depends on the week, right? So, um, you know, I know all of us go through those weeks or to go through those days where we just feel like we, we are stuck. And I think more often than we realize until we take a step back, it is often a pile of things that keep coming together or coming about and it is usually a mix of our personal life and the organization of our home and just the way that we're taking care of ourselves that is really actually the foundation of why we are now in a rut. And so my approach often is always preventative instead of trying to fix the problem when it comes about, although that's important as well. But I always try to be like a step further and try my best to prevent it. And so these are the habits I have implemented in my life over the past couple of months as I have adapted to my new New York City lifestyle and as I continue to work for myself and really try to make all of this entrepreneurship life work. These are the specific habits I utilize and I think would be helpful for you guys as well because I know this would have been helpful for me even in college. And I think I might have implemented one or two of these habits back then, but I think nowadays I kind of just have amped it up more. So if you are kind of at like a starting point, I still think this is a great episode to take note on in terms of maybe habits you might want to try out. And again, if you haven't done any of these before, I always recommend to start slow and gradually build up to it because there's nothing worse than trying to go full speed like someone that has been doing it for a while and then hating yourself because you can't keep up because that has also happened to me as well and so my best advice on anything is just being consistent and you know working towards being one percent better each day Before we dive into the episode, I want to kind of take a few minutes to actually dive into more of a personal life update and kind of touch base with you guys because with this podcast and community, I try to keep it as personal as possible even though I'm not really doing personal life type of episodes. Um, But I know if I was vlogging all the time, which I I used to try to vlog as some of you guys might know on YouTube, um, I try to bring some of that personalization into this podcast. And so I figured why not share, um, you know, what's been on my mind lately, especially with the new year coming close to an end here and just reflecting on this past year because I lived in LA for the first half and, you know, have been living in New York since end of August and something I will say is just you know right before I was recording this intro 
I was thinking about where I was a year ago, and I do this really often, just kind of when it gets close to the end of December, this is mid-December right now, I, I try to kind of reflect on the year, audit my time, figure out where my time went to the most, how it was effective, how it wasn't effective, the types of people I've been hanging out with, all of that kind of stuff. And it's just something that came to mind was how a year ago I was first brainstorming about the first merchandise product for this podcast. And at the time, it was actually coffee mugs. And I think I will still eventually release coffee mugs because, you know, I am a coffee drinker. I love making coffee at home just for the sake of making coffee, the aesthetic, and of course, actually to save money because I I don't love spending money on five to six dollar coffees, um, which I don't think is a problem either. I think it's great to enjoy those and when you can, but if I were like really on a budget, I've always advised people like seriously just like cut back on the coffee because, you know, so um, I think a Waffa Fills You mug would be really cute to just kind of ponder in the morning and I just think it's like a really cute aesthetically pleasing gift but as most of you know the first merchandise product was actually the what fulfills you daily gratitude journal which is definitely up to par with the card game in terms of my favorite product and and for me I created it because it was something I really needed as well in terms of just a cute black leather journal, something I could use for meeting notes or day-to-day brain dump, that kind of thing. But I still wanted something more like aesthetically pleasing as well. I feel like some of the journals I see out there, whether you buy them at Target or like the Moleskin journals, they're cute, but they're also either too plain or too designy. And so um, it's just crazy to me realizing like a year ago, I was still living in LA, but I was definitely yearning and dreaming to like be living in New York. And then also was just fully brainstorming the product idea. And I definitely was like actually about to go through with getting a sample for the coffee mug and then realized like just the cost of doing it was probably going to be more expensive than I could do as a first product. So that was put aside, but it's just crazy because, you know, at this time of year too, closer to Christmas, I also started to think about the card game. And I didn't really get serious about it until probably the springtime when I started to like get serious about crafting every question in the card game and making a certain deadline for myself to finish the 100 questions, or I actually did like 120 and then narrowed it down to 100. But I guess I share this with you guys because I think it's important to note the journey and process of everything you see online with people like myself, but then also for yourself as well, right? I think it's so important to take the time to look back and see where you were a year ago and then also recognize how much you can do in one year because I think many of us, at some point, or maybe still currently, and I certainly have in the past, have underestimated how much can be done in a year, and how much can be done in five years, in 10 years, and also how much can be done in one month, in three months, because those are the baby steps leading up to the year, right? So I know this time of year can have mixed feelings for everyone, 
But with that being said, I think it's also a great time to look and see what you have done well and what you could do better in the upcoming year as we transition so that you could be more effective in the way you want. And, you know, it, to me, it's so crazy that a year ago I was literally dreaming of standing, you know, where I am right now at my standing desk in my studio apartment and, you know, with the view I have of the One World Trade Center, it's just crazy to me that this is where I'm at now, right? And so I know there's that quote that says, you know, you got to remember that you are where you once dreamed or hoped of being. And that's where I feel right now. But it's been a long work in progress. And I know there's a lot of you guys that have been listening or following me for, you know, maybe the past couple of years now, which has been so cool. So you guys know that, it's been a long journey for me and I just want to say for all of you too it's it is a journey and so you got to give yourself credit but also look forward one to three months from now what do you want what do you want out of your life what do you want more of what do you want less of and and be mindful about it you got to stay focused you got to sacrifice some things that you know you usually wouldn't want to sacrifice but you got to ask yourself what you want the most right what you want now versus what you want most So keep that in mind as we are wrapping up the year and just sending out really good energy to everyone listening, especially with the holidays coming up. Um, And yeah, so I just wanted to put a little personal nugget out there. So enough of the personal rant. And with that being said, we will dive into the episode. I've always believed the foundation of our fulfillment in life doesn't come from our success, but rather the strength of our relationships, not only with others, but also with ourselves. And how we develop a deeper connection is through self-reflection and purposeful conversations with those around us, especially like-minded individuals. And that is exactly why I created the What Fulfills You card game, to cultivate both more meaningful relationships with others as well as ourselves on the journey of personal growth. I certainly use these questions as a guide for journal prompts and weekly check-ins with myself and of course when I am playing this game with friends on a Friday night in, you bet I am enjoying it with a glass of wine or two, who knows. Shop the card game now at whatfulfillsyou.com and enjoy an exclusive 10% off for listeners only with the code whatfulfillsyou10 at checkout. That's whatfulfillsyou10 at checkout at whatfulfillsyou.com. Enjoy! So today I will be diving into top three weekly habits I personally utilize for overall wellness and clarity. And when I'm talking about wellness and clarity, I just really mean overall feeling good and kind of upkeeping that feel good play good mentality and then also just clarity because I know there are many times I myself get in a rut and I know we all go through it and so I try to keep consistent habits to help at least contribute to maintaining that clarity even though of course it fluctuates throughout the week throughout the month of course Um, but I noticed that if I implement certain practices in my week 
then it at least maintains it or upkeeps it versus um, staying stagnant or falling behind because I'm not doing these habits. So my first one is all about setting goals for the week. I actually, funny enough, used to not be this type of person and I honestly sometimes didn't even have a to-do list for each day because I felt like I could just go with the flow and kind of have maybe a couple things on my to-do list and make it random. But I noticed that the more I do that, the more scatterbrained I feel. And this applies to both when I was working a nine to five as well as working for myself right now. And my biggest advice on setting goals for the week is setting maybe two to three goals for the week. So what's like your ultimate purpose? What do you really want to accomplish within the week? And then making a to-do list each day that really centers around that weekly goal or goals. And so the to-do list each day for me, I really focus on batching. So for example, I only podcast twice a week and that both includes recording and editing in which I try to do it on the same day because it allows me to be in the recording slash editing mindset or just my podcast mindset and um, it kind of fluctuates but as of now I typically only do podcast related things on Monday and Thursday but sometimes it could be Tuesday and Thursday but I don't fluctuate from having more than two days just because I don't like to spread out too thin and I've done that in the past and for me personally I've noticed that it is less effective in terms of time and effectiveness uh, around productivity. So when it comes to batching I try to record let's say two to four episodes in one day and then maybe on the other day I would just do all the editing or you know same thing maybe I'm recording two episodes record editing one that same day and then recording another two three episodes on the other day of the week and then that goes as well with my agency Lost Hatton I focus on it mainly three to four times a week so definitely not five days a week I definitely don't need to but in those three to four days I'm only focused on lost hat and let's just say um, for a core four to six hours of that day and that allows me to have specific days that I'm available to do meetings with my clients to touch base um, or also really reach out to new prospects all that good stuff and then this also applies to basic personal um, errands so that goes down to laundry I only allow myself to do laundry on Sundays and then one weekday I definitely don't like to spread it out throughout the week because I just think it's kind of like driving you know when you stop and go and stop and go it's just more tiring whereas if you're just on cruise control on the highway for a couple of hours or whatever um, or at least like an hour it's just something like that it's a lot more smooth and it's easier to just get the task done. Whereas if you keep stopping and going, then there's a lot of disruption to your flow, both mentally and physically. So that's a big reason why I prefer batching. And again, I batch my work or whatever my goal is for that week or for that day based on my to-do list for that day. So again, if I am focused on podcast only that day, then I'm recording and editing all day. And that is part of my to-do list. So my to-do list would consist of, okay, record episode 150, whatever, and then edit episode this, this, and this, if that makes sense. And the reason why I like to do goals for the week and a to-do list for each day that is focused on specific batch work 
is because it helps with clarity on my structure and purpose for the day. And this is regardless if you are in school or if you work nine to five, because even when I worked in sales, each day I tried to have a main purpose instead of allocating to each different part of the job. So when I was in sales, I had to prospect, I had to touch base with clients, I had to send out email blasts, um, make phone calls, all of that. So I honestly advised some of my colleagues back in the day too, because, you know, not to toot my own horn, but I was really good at my job. I closed a lot of good deals and I was effective at selling and being in my role. And the reason being is because I didn't really follow the corporate structure that was given to me or, you know, to be honest, I didn't really listen to what my manager or maybe someone else told me to do. I found what worked for me and um, that really consisted of, okay, instead of, you know, dialing every single day and and hitting up prospects every single day and talking to clients every single day, I'm going to dedicate, let's say, Monday and Wednesday, touching base with clients um, and, and also Monday, Thursday, I'm calling prospects. Like just that as an example, because if you spread yourself thin every single day, it will drive you crazy. But if you just have one to two bigger items to focus on and then really batch that, let's say three hours each or whatever, two to two to two and a half hours each, um, you're going to be able to be a lot more effective and you don't have to use as many hours. I think there is a stigma around actually working eight to 10 hours a day, um, again, depending on your field. But I think, especially back in sales, there was a lot of ineffectiveness by working that many hours because I found that I could accomplish the same job, close not only the same deals, but more deals, and I worked less hours, which is not the right thing to say in corporate. But that's the true thing, right? I What I did was I focused on how I can allocate my time more effectively, not how I can work the most hours, because why would I want to work more hours if I'm going to produce the same results? So I think everyone's goal should be, okay, how can I produce the most effective results in the least amount of time possible that is also enjoyable for me personally and you have to kind of know yourself in that aspect and then lastly on having goals for the week and a to-do list it allows you to audit yourself at the end of the day so a question I would ask myself is did I accomplish what I needed to do based on my to-do list another question would be was it effective the to-do list for my long-term goals both the weekly goals and my monthly goal and just overall what I am working towards personally and in my career and the reason why I ask this is because I think, again, I've done this myself, we do a lot of tasks that just keep us busy so that we feel productive, but then afterwards we're like, that was pointless. What did I do that for? I wasted so much time. So you have to ask yourself, what am I really aiming to do? If you work in a nine to five and let's say you work in sales like I did, um, let's say your goal for the quarter is to sell or hit this sales goal. Let's say it's I don't, I don't know, like, let's just say 20K, right? Um, all right, in order to get to that 20K goal, what kind of deals will you need to close to get towards it quicker, right? Okay, so if you need to close, let's say five or six deals, then 
what do you need to do in order to get to those five to six deals, right? So then you break it down into prospecting, following up with your clients to, you know, upgrade them, whatever that could be. Um, again, that's the same thing if you work in marketing or you work in, I, I don't know, everyone's in a different field. So just know what your long-term goals are, both in your personal life and in your work. And that way you can break it down each week, each day to what you really need to do to stay effective, not to stay busy. And then the other question would be, okay, if I didn't accomplish what I needed to do, why was that? Was I on my phone too much? This happens to me a lot. Yes. And I work in social media. So obviously I'm on my phone a lot and it's like a double-edged sword in a way. You know, I, I love social media for what it is. But I personally do hate being on it so much because I like to be present in my day-to-day when I'm on my subways or in elevators. I always, always am really mindful to not look down on my phone. I am also a stickler for people that I'm out with at dinner if they're on their phone. And, you know, I touch my phone as well here and there. um, But I personally hate it just because I like to be mindful and present. So um, I've noticed... If I'm on my phone too much, I'm not getting my work done. And so I recently went back to setting my phone on do not disturb mode from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. And yes, that means I'll miss some calls. But once I check my phone, once I see the call, I'll call back. Um, But it's great because I can't see the vibration or can't hear the vibration from notifications. Like I have all notifications turned off for Instagram. So in order for me to see someone's message... I have to go into the app and then go into my message inbox to see who messaged me, but I can still feel the vibration. So I know like, oh, someone actually messaged me. And if my phone is not on do not disturb, I can get distracted and be like, oh, who just messaged me? And so um, definitely a great place to start is turn off your notifications on social media apps and put your phone on do not disturb mode during your core focus hours, especially during the workday. And then another reason could be maybe you woke up too late, you didn't have enough hours in the day. So the solution to that, go to bed one hour earlier and then just wake up an hour earlier. So this has happened to me as well. I tend to be a night owl sometimes, but I'm also a morning, early morning person. And so it's really hard because sometimes I'll go to bed at midnight or a little bit after. And then here I am trying to wake up at 6 a.m. or 5.30 and If I have a morning workout, like going to Pilates and aka if I don't show up, I have to pay for that. Um, I don't feel as groggy, but if I don't have something like that set up and my mind is like, okay, you can choose when you're going to go to the gym, I tend to wake up feeling more sluggish and tired and I hate that feeling. So I always encourage everyone to really try to go to bed earlier in order to effectively wake up earlier at the time you prefer to wake up. My second tip for the week is setting a consistent amount of fitness slash workout active days. So for me personally, I do four to five times a week and that is non-negotiable unless I am on vacation of some sort or I'm on a trip and I don't have the same access. But with that being said, if I'm on a trip like in a city, then I try to walk as much as I can. And yes, I am very mindful about that because to me, I know that if I just get over 10,000 steps a day, that helps maintain just my activeness and also my overall body physique. And so in order to prioritize that, it is the first thing that goes into my calendar and I usually plan my workouts ahead on the Friday before. I used to do Sunday back in college, but 
I like to enjoy the weekend and not have to have, you know, Sunday scaries or stressing about the week during the weekend. I rather would just quote unquote stress or get that over with on Friday. And Friday is usually a flexible day for me that I give myself. I heard Google employees do the same where I don't necessarily need to work that day, but it's a great way for me to set up my week and see what I need to prepare for or catch up on anything that I was behind on, that kind of thing. And so the way I plan ahead is obviously by booking classes. So I use ClassPass, not sponsored, uh, but I use it living in the city. I also used it when I lived in LA slash Orange County. It's really great, um, especially if you're the type that likes to go to workout classes and and I use it. I think, um, the, you know, the, you get a amount, certain amount of credits and you pay like a certain monthly price. And I love it because it allows me to be flexible and I go to Pilates usually once or twice a week out of my four to five days of working out. And then the other two to three days are in the gym, weightlifting and cardio. And then the fifth day is usually just a full day of walking. I'll be curious how I do it in the winter here, but um, I walk really fast so I don't get terribly too cold. But I enjoy just walking all day and getting, you know, 15 to 20,000 steps because that's just the beauty of New York. I don't drive anymore, so I just can walk everywhere and that's pretty amazing. Um, but the key here is just to be consistent. I know from experience that the best way to stay active and actually enjoy it is just to make it consistent, make it part of your schedule. And I would recommend, you know, if you're someone that does four workouts in one week, but then the following week you do two, I would recommend just choose one that is the easiest for you to keep a promise with yourself. So that's probably two times a week, let's just say, and put it in your calendar consistently. Make it Monday and Thursday each week or Tuesday and Friday, Tuesday and Thursday, whatever days you know that will be actually effective for you to show up, then choose those weeks Put it in your calendar. I recommend Friday beforehand, but if Sunday is your jam, then go ahead, do Sunday. And that goes uh, with booking classes as well. Always book a week ahead so that the spots aren't taken up and that you're more committed because, you know, you, you can cancel, but you only have like, you know, 24 or 12 hours beforehand, that kind of thing. And if you're already booking it a week ahead, you just, I think, subconsciously feel more committed. So I definitely recommend that. And just overall with fitness and staying active, obviously it's good for your mental and physical health. You know, there's a science behind it, endorphins. It brings clarity both mentally and physically. It upkeeps your wellness. And I'm a firm believer just in improving 1% each day. So for me, I would rather at least go on a long walk or just get outside rather than be upset that I missed the gym or whatever in the morning. I would just pause right there and be like, you know what, going outside for five minutes. To me, that is still 0.5% better than sitting on the couch and being upset that I missed my workout. I'm already running behind on time. Going outside for five to 10 minutes to get fresh air, sunlight, and just being outside is much better than worrying about the fact that I missed my workout and you know because I ran out of time my last weekly tip is a very important one especially when it comes to clarity mental clarity and physical clarity to be honest but um, it's keeping a clean apartment home or just keeping your environment clean and cleaning it every single week so I vacuum every week I definitely recommend a Roomba that's what I use it's like that robot 
vacuum you can get it on amazon hopefully they're doing some holiday sales right now but you can get it on there it's maybe i forget how much i bought it but i want to say roughly around 200 give or take and yeah it's like pricier i got it last year during black friday i was so stoked about it but a couple reasons why I recommend it, especially if you live in an apartment, number one, it's automated, meaning it's it's a robot. It'll work for you while you're working or work for you while you're out of your home. I usually turn it on when I go to the gym and by the time I get back, it's still cleaning, but it's almost done. So I don't have to be in the apartment while it's doing its thing, you know. Um, it saves me time, obviously, because I'm going to the gym while it's cleaning my apartment. It picks up all the dust and it's so, so useful. I've used it in both my LA apartment as well as my current New York apartment. It's a great item for a small space, but I do think it works well in large homes as well. But, you know, you might need like two of those. I don't know. Um, and then more importantly, too. I like to automate it where it's on a schedule. Yes, my vacuum is on a schedule. Call me a nerd, whatever. But um, I set it up to do clean two to three times a week. So typically like middle of the week, Wednesday or Thursday, uh, Sunday for sure. And then sometimes like Tuesday as well. So it just really depends. But keeping it clean home, especially the floors, you'll always notice a difference after the floors are vacuumed. It just brightens my mood in my home because... I have a bad habit of sometimes waiting last minute to put away my clothes or fold my laundry or, you know, put away my dishes, just being really honest here. But I noticed every time I clean the space, I reset it, I have much, much better mental clarity. And that is so important for me, especially when it comes to working and how I perform in my everyday life. And again, I think it's just much more obvious when your home space is neat and organized and that helps with your mental clarity and I like to go into the week with a clean space so Sunday is an obvious day for me to vacuum and just tidy up make sure my sh my sheets are clean I have uh, clean pillowcases all of that and then you know of course throughout the week things get a little messy so I try to adjust my apartment make sure everything is still tidy um, keeping up with my dishes putting them away all of that um, I try to do that probably midweek, so Wednesday or Thursday before the weekend gets busy because weekend, I allow, my, I allow myself to relax and not stay so rigid, but I also get in a rut if my place is a mess, and I think we've all been there before where we look at our room or we look at our apartment and we're like, oh my god, this is just not the ideal space, and so I always like to have a nice, clean space. I keep it consistent, clean every week throw on a candle, it's keep it cozy, all of that good stuff. And um, I've noticed a difference in my life. And so if you are someone like that, who notices every time you have a dirtyish apartment or home, you need to clean it, definitely recommend it. And even better, just create a schedule, a weekly schedule for yourself so that you can stay accountable and you can actually dedicate a period of time within the day or within that week to clean your home and keep it organized for your own mental sake and your mental and physical clarity. That was all for today's episode all about my personal three weekly habits for overall wellness and clarity. I hope you found this valuable and you found a tip or a habit you want to implement into your own life. And if that is the case, please be sure to share this episode 
on your IG stories, tag both my Instagram, Emily E. Duong, and the podcast Instagram at what fulfills you so I can reshare with everyone else as well. And you all know I say this every week. I genuinely appreciate it so much when you share your feedback, your thoughts, even if you just want to DM me and let me know what you thought of this episode. Um, it always means a lot to me. I love connecting with all of you all around the world. So shout out to you guys. You know who you are. And before you head out, be sure to check out the card game. It is available at wallfulfillsyou.com as well as showfields.com if you want to shop there. It's the same thing pretty much. Um, but if you order before 3 p.m. Eastern time every single day, I ship it the same day. So me trying to be as fast as Amazon Prime. Hello. Um, but yeah, it's a great gift for the holidays. Gift it for a colleague, a friend, or play it during the holidays the holiday dinners, um, the cozy night in, all that good stuff. So again, everything is at whatfulfillsyou.com and you can get 10% off with whatfulfillsyou10 at checkout for podcast listeners only. Thanks again for tuning in this week. I will chat with you all next week. Bye.